Yo, we back again for another episode of the Trapcast Dope TV Podcast, G, where we recap, mm. review, mm. and recommend some of the best TV show and movies about dope. dope. Woohoo! <laughs> that drug game is G. We just got finished with the season finale of Snowfall. Mm. People want to watch that, we'll post that. Yo, it was crazy, G. Oh. And, uh, you know. I just got through watching or started watching Scarface. That's on Netflix right now. Speaking yeah. of Snowfall, Cuba, Scarface, all that shit go together. You know how it go. True. But today we are here to talk about something a little bit different. The people may not realize we do movies too. Of course. We have a ton of movie episodes yep. and documentaries, things of that nature. And this time we are doing a documentary, White Boy G. Mm. Yes, Yo, sir. Just to let the people know who we are, I'm your boy Ferg Moving Weight. And I'm your boy G the Goat. Yo, G, so we decided to cover this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people may have seen the movie. Yeah, I saw the movie myself. Yeah, White Boy Rick starring uh, McConaughey. Uh, Matt McConaughey is in the mm -hmm. movie. And I forgot who the other white boy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, who? <laughs> who was the other white boy? We just know Matt, y'all. Matt is the star. <laughs> I don't care. Matt plays his father in the movie. Yeah. Um, and his father is an interesting cat. So we're going to get to this joint, man. Mm -hmm. So this movie, G, or this, this documentary, is kind of set in like the mid-80s. Yes. Kind of starts out, you know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... um. We know what's in the mid '80s from coming from Snowfall. <laughs> <Cook, cook>, crack <laughs> that crack era era shit. Yep. And now, what's great, what's interesting about this, they kind of talk about like crack being pretty rampant, and so it started like in most areas in the United States, heroin was king. Yeah, beforehand, heroin is king, mm -hmm. and then in Detroit, '84 is when crack started to run rampant. Now, this, it's one of the earlier cities. Detroit's one of the earlier cities that had crack. First, mm -hmm. it was Cali. And the reason why this this is so, like this documentary is so pinpoint, is because if you yeah. go back and listen to Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross, who some of the ideas of Snowfall comes from, his life, mm -hmm. he talked about there was a point where he couldn't sell all the coke that his uh, distributor was giving him. Yeah. Now, his distributor is also a CIA operative. <laughs> so the CIA is pushing the coke into Cali. So that's why he's getting so much coke. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't sell it all. Yeah. So he had to expand. <laughs> and one of the first places he expanded to, Detroit. Mm. The D. Yep, 1984. Like in New York, 85 is when it really, really started popping. Yeah. So far, um, probably about a year later. Yeah, Detroit, yeah, a year huh? later. Start. Like, it was in Detroit in 84 first. Like, he went to Detroit first, and then he expanded out to, then they expanded out to kind of the New York area. So, people people don't know, like, the Chamber Brothers, which they showed, I don't know if you saw that video, mm -hmm. where they got all the money and they counting the money and Oh, shit. yeah, yeah. What did you think about that little, that little point? Like, what the fuck they doing, man? Why they, <laughs> I say, well, they, they would have been big and got down. In society, they on social media. Yeah, God, stop. Yeah, they would have went viral. <laughs> they would have went super viral off of that, and then the cops would have been on their ass. Oh yeah, they don't want to be. Yeah, they now 
they would have kicked in their door only if they had. People don't understand, like, when you post shit on social media, like drugs, guns, and money, and shit like that on social media, mm -hmm. they technically can't arrest you for that unless they have probable cause by finding evidence in other ways. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for instance, we got here, that's fake weed, right? That's yeah. a fake, like, it's actually a, a dessert, right? <laughs> it has no weed, THC, or anything. It's, like, made of marshmallows or something mm -hmm. like that, right? So you could be you could be on social media with fake stuff, and so you can't be arrested for that. Exactly. But if they do an investigation, that does call, allow probable cause to do an investigation. Mm -hmm. If they do an investigation and they find additional stuff, they can then get a warrant, bust down your house, then use that social media shit in a trial against you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I do hear sometimes like some rappers... Are, Little time rappers, they make a video, then they like to say, "Oh, it was a prop. It wasn't yeah, real." Yeah, yeah. Then they be like, "Nah, nigga, it's real." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why you can get away with shows like um, those, like crime shows, or like those HBO used to do a lot of like drug, like um, Black Tar heroin shit. They showing people shooting up heroin, buying heroin, all that shit. Mm -hmm. You can do that, um, but if they, unless they do another investigation on you and find some real evidence themselves, they can't arrest you. So. The Chamber Brothers, yo, you heard what they talked about. What's, what, what are we going to do with these dollar bills? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Give it to the poor. Let's <laughs> give it to the give poor. To the poor. I, I forgot how much it was. Of he said 150000 150000 of just dollar bills. Mm. And these fools said, well, you say, what would she do with these dollar bills, man? I think I think we should give them to the poor. Uh, that's real, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, so, so the Chamber Brothers was one of the early guys... Um, in Detroit that was big. Mm -hmm. If you ever watched the movie New Jack City, when they take over the Carter building, yeah, that was actually based on what the Chambers brothers did. They mm. took over a building in Detroit. Really? Yeah, and sold crack out of that motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> so that's where that's where like the idea for that whole thing came from was like the Chamber Brothers. Yeah. That's funny. So um that was an interesting thing. But at the time, one of the biggest drug dealers on the east side of Detroit, uh, one of the it was the Curry brothers, mm -hmm. right? And um there was some real interesting shit about the Cur <laughs> Curry brothers, G. Do you remember like kind of like that idea, like the thoughts around like the mayor, one thing the mayor was mm -hmm. uh was somewhat what I guess they was kin. They uh, weren't. Yeah. Well, I'm not blood kin, but you know. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, they were in laws. Yeah. Man, so, crazy. so his his the 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 mayor niece. the mayor's oh. niece was married to the biggest drug dealer on the east side of Detroit. One of the biggest drug dealers in Detroit. Period. <laughs> she started dating him at first. She was kind of with the life. Mm -hmm. Like she, I think she was looking for that. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like what. What's the like a preacher daughter always wanting the bad guy? You right, something like that. Yeah, you right. I think I think the man was Coleman Young. I think that was yeah. Coleman Young. Um, but yeah, so Coleman Coleman, um, yeah, he <laughs> mm -hmm. he had so his niece was just really into the life. Um, she was doing coke, and many oh. people were. She yeah. was fine though. Yeah, she was 80s right. fine. She, like she was eighties. Like if you're talking about in the in the eighties, she was fine in the eighties. Like mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 
I, I think she was she was definitely got she definitely had that. I kind think of she five. was decent. She was good. Nah, she was like a she was like a seven at least. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. She was That's seven. a little bit beyond. I thought, decent. You, I thought you were talking about like ten. Oh yeah. nah, I wouldn't give a ten. I wouldn't oh. give a ten. But I think it, I think <laughs> but I think if you but you thinking about eighties like if she's done up, if you give her the done up look like they be mm-hmm. on Instagram now. You would probably be giving her a high number, but right now we looking in the lens of the right. Instagram world. All right, I look. Hey, let me tell you, fine is fine. I don't care how you how you dress it up. <laughs> but some people can dress it up. Look, I you can make you can make you can make Oprah Win- Oprah Winfrey face is like a two. <laughs> I don't know. You can make her, but you with the makeup, you can make her look like a fucking five. Like you look at look at you know what you want to know what Oprah Winfrey looked like. Look at Oprah Winfrey in color purple. She was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but not, here, no, there. She was like the trophy in the city. Like you date her, you was dating a celebrity. I was like dating Beyonce. Yeah. In Detroit, you know what I mean. So <laughs> Curry, he had the money, he had the flash, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he, that's what he was doing. He was like. He was giving um, he was giving old uh old uh Coleman's niece the pipe. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So now we kind of get let's kind of get into white boy Rick, mm-hmm. is what he was called on the white street. White boy Rick. So before they tell us up front, old boy was doing twenty eight years. Mm. Twenty eight years. Twenty eight. Nine. Non-violent offense crime. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, boy. Man, that's so fucked up. Man, the system is fucked up. Murderers getting out before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's real crazy. Like, um, and during that time in the '80s, Reagan and his wife had this, you know, Mm -hmm. bout against crack cocaine at the time. Say no to drugs. Say no to drugs. Just say no. (laughs) <laughs> all that shit say no to drugs all that shit was in the game at the time they they ended up going with the whole crime so this was the this was the this was the law back then that they came up with mm-hmm. 650 grams of cocaine got you life in prison that is asinine what the fuck man 650 and grams that is so racist yeah 650 grams of cocaine got you life. Mm-hmm. Um, and crack cocaine got you more. <laughs> more than that. So powder cocaine was less of a charge than crack cocaine. But it's like the same no, amount of cocaine. No, that's <laughs> that is super racist, yeah. right? Because you're, tar- you're trying to... And you were only really targeting the black community at mm-hmm. the time. I know. That's all. That's all they, where they've been at. Yeah. And so if you think about it, Tim Allen... Anybody know Tim Allen, the actor yeah. who, who who was in Home Improvement, all that shit? Mm-hmm. He went to jail for that. Hmm. He he had he had over like six fifty, and he was spending like he was getting life in prison. I think he snitched, and that's how he got a shorter sentence. Oh yep. really? Right. In the seventies, I think maybe like yeah, late seventies, mm-hmm. he had I forgot how much coke he had, but he was distributing cocaine. Ooh. He had he was doing Damn. serious weight. Went and people don't know that Tim he went Allen, to jail. Nah, yeah, that. he went to jail. I think he snitched. So he was he was serving a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Snitched, 
got out early. God damn. Now he's an actor and y'all on family shows and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so white boy Rick kind of gets in the game. So his father is an arms dealer, really. Like he sell mm-hmm. guns and shit. Jay. Yeah, inventor slash arm dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, his, 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 his daughter was like, yeah, he was a genius. He had all these blueprints and shit. You remember what Cur- uh, Curry said you can get from? He said you can get anything from that nigga. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> grenades. He said you can get grenades. I was oh, like, dang, God, bro. Damn. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? Shit up. The crack <laughs> era was ridiculous, my nigga. Yeah. He's like, you can get grenades? Like, what the fuck? Fuck yeah, y'all out here wilding. I know, man. Crack area was like like the jungle. It was like war, oh, bro. God, just thank you. You had to grow up during that time, bro. Niggas was out here buying grenade launchers and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you about to do with a grenade I know, launcher? Really, do you really need a grenade launcher? Nobody Come ain't on, got bro. no tanks. Like, what Jesus. You... <laughs> yeah. So his pops is an arms dealer, but his pops was playing both sides, mm-hmm. right, G? Yeah. He was what he was playing like he was he would sell guns to like the Currys. Uh huh. Then he was rocking with the federal government. I know. Right? Then tell the federal government he sold sold them guns. That's <laughs> like this nigga, a true white dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> making money from both of them on both ends, man. Yeah. And his real intel for at least understanding who these individuals were. Was his son. Mm-hmm. His son frequently went with him to like gun shows and shit. He was very smart at how to sell these guns. Like yeah. he was well known for that shit. Eventually, the federal government says, hey, 14 year old <laughs> white boy Rick, help oh. us get these motherfucking drug dealers. Tell us who they are. Oh, that is. What'd you think of that shit? Man, I thought, I was like, damn. 14 how y'all gonna put a 14 year old come in a situation on, like that you know come I mean? on bro nigga gotta skip school to sell drugs he can't even go to school correctly, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and they don't care <laughs> no they don't give one flying lick as long as they put somebody behind bars that is all the government cares about that's all mm-hmm. the justice system is worth it's like yo we about to put motherfuckers in bars and that's it yeah man what else matters g what else matters? <laughs> Nothing to Nothing. them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, so he's like, "Yo, I gotta go to school tomorrow." I was like, "Nah, man, we gotta get, you gotta go to this club for <laughs> us at three a.m." Okay. And yeah. you underage kid uh, gotta go to go to the club, point out these niggas. Exactly. And so, you know, their targets are really on the Curry brothers at the time, mm-hmm. um, and they were using White Boy Rick. Now, you know, what I mean, both his fathers are. And him are federal agents, and he started at 14 as a federal agent. So he starts to try to kind of hang out with the Currys and stuff like that. Yeah. The Currys making crazy money. The Currys making $2 million a month. Insane. They said, <laughs> that I think the government said they 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 at least pumped out $200 million. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is probably twice as much as that. If they, for real, for real, probably twice as much. Probably, yeah. Craziness, G. Definitely craziness yeah. i mean and like just and that's just on what on their side of town yeah exactly dog, bro. it was so much money and yeah. crack franklin yeah. told us got more money than god, god. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit <laughs> everybody had more money than god like it was mm-hmm. a lot of it i mean it was a lot of it, it became a huge thing yeah like it was the biggest thing since heron every every documentary you hear is like man but when that crack hit, 
things changed. Like it was, mm-hmm. and, and it was like hand over fist money because be, in the beginning, cops couldn't arrest on it because it would never come up as cocaine. It would just come up as baking soda. Yeah, it was not. It was essentially not illegal. The only only person you had going against you at the time was the nigga who wanted your corner. Mm-hmm. So it was just free money at the time. So the, the Curry brothers, you can, they kind of um, they kind of took white boy Rick under their wing. Yeah, yeah, they let him. Follow him around and whatnot. Learn a little bit. A little, little bit. He said, you know, nobody would fuck with him because mm-hmm. he was a part of their crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, real interesting. White boy Rick is living the life. Mm-hmm. Eventually, federal agents start, stop calling. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So one day, they didn't even tell him nothing. <laughs> Just stop calling, period. Like, oh, I guess we broke up, then. Yep. I guess they don't fuck with me. Yep, exactly. So what does he have to do after that, G? What What do you, what do you think? He st- got back in the game. Get you know in the mean? game, man. Start selling dope. Start selling for real. Mm-hmm. I'm already doing this. I already know what the game is yep. about. I done been in the in the whole shit. Mm-hmm. He know the people. He know. Mm-hmm. So he good to go. He good to go. He told and he said he fell in love with the life, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to fall in love with the, that life. The cars, money, the cars, women, women yeah. all that shit. And white boy Rick dates black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he lived in the black. He he's grew up around black people his whole life. Crack house right across from his crib. Yeah. So he's living that black experience, you know. It's a part of him. Mm-hmm. They probably let him say the N word. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you said N word. Oh, uh, you know, and it's crazy. They stayed there because, like they're saying in the documentary, like like white people was just moving out the city mm-hmm. in herds. You know what I mean? That's what generally happens. Like when when ghettos were created back in the day. Like people think about how ghettos were created in Chicago, for instance. Mm-hmm. What you do is you take all of the, so the people in the city areas and the urban areas, that's when people wanted to live in the urban areas back then. Yeah. They didn't want black people in the city, in their, in their cities. So what they would try to do is, um, push them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, push them out to either suburb areas or when they kind of flip, when eventually it flipped again, they would push them into urban areas. Um, and then those people, the white people in those communities, eventually moves out, mm-hmm. and they take their businesses with them. And then when you have laws, and then you also have discrimination, you say that these individuals, you start to not allow these individuals to get jobs in the city. Yeah. You then create a scenario where individuals have to t- commit crimes. Mm-hmm. And then now you have a ghetto where it's just impoverished. You have murders going on, all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what where white boy Rick was living. Yes. He didn't live with his mom. He lived with his pops. Yeah. Pops was a little bit off, but <laughs> hey, that's what it, that's what it's about. So white boy Rick keeps doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Eventually they talk about, you know, uh, oh, you know, it was crazy. The What's mayor, that? when the mayor was like protecting his oh. niece. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that story. She had, G. like, a security uh, detail. detail. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, you know, her husband is goddamn the biggest drug dealer in Detroit at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so what Curry, he been getting goddamn information mm-hmm. from the, what, the security head of the security detail. <laughs> yep, yep. And so he had it good, right? Yeah, so he was, yeah, he had it good. They was protecting, yeah. like, so if they was protecting her, they was protecting him mm-hmm. too. He said, one day I had Coke in the back seat. They stopped me. He was like, hey, how you doing today? 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They saw it in the backseat. They let me go. And so he was not only getting help by the mayor mm-hmm. of the city, mm-hmm. he was getting help by the head of homicide. Yes. Uh, Gil. Gil. <laughs> Gil, man. Like, the boy Gil, if people don't remember Gil, <laughs> um, Gil was, uh, if y'all remember Beverly Hills Cop, the movie Eddie Murphy, yep. the the Detroit, his 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 uh, supervisor who's cursing all the time and yelling at <laughs> Eddie is uh, Gil, um, and Gil was actually the a real cop. He mm-hmm. was head of homicide at the time. He was like probably the biggest celebrity in the joint. You know what I mean in Detroit. True. And he had power, and the Currys yeah. were also getting information from him. So Gil Gil mm-hmm. Hill was doing his thing too. Yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> and he I was mean, committing crimes himself. Uh, they so planning evidence. That's so crazy. They were so dirty, man. Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt from the top to the bottom. Cops, man. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy how how these things happen, bro. Like, yeah. Ugh. You just, you just, it's just the judicial system is so corrupt and people don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So the Curry brothers eventually get hemmed up. Um, one big thing that happened during the time is they were investigating the Curry brothers. They had a bad deal go wrong where they were supposed to go to the fight. If y'all don't remember back in the day, this was the like, this was like <laughs> the height of boxing. Like yeah. 80s was just, it was on. And so you had Hitman Hearns against Marvelous. Uh, Mervyn Hagler, rest in peace. He just yep. died this he just year. Passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, though that fight was a huge fight. I remember when I was a kid, like I remember like that <laughs> shit was like huge, and I was just I was really too young to understand it, but sure. I remember that the shit was huge. Mm-hmm. So they went to the, they were supposed to go to the fight free. White boy Rick got tickets and shit and fifteen hundred dollars because the FBI gave it to him. But the Curry brothers, who are the richest motherfuckers ever, <laughs> not the richest ever, but I'm I'm over exaggerating right? on it. But rich as fuck, didn't get their shit set up. The dude who's supposed to set it up for them, they mad at this nigga. Mm. They trying to go back on him. Eventually, they, they, they Curry said, "Don't do nothing to him." You know what I mean? Chill. I told him not to go over there. Yeah. His people's go over there, fire up, drive by shooting on a crib, end up killing a young kid. Damn. Hard head niggas, man. Hard headed, man. Curry, he didn't really want that that drama. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He ain't want none of that drama. Yeah, cause he was he was already on him, so that was gonna put more heat on him, cause his yep. phones was already tapped. Exactly. So Gil Young, this is all leading up to how White Boy Rick eventually gets caught. Um, Gil Hill actually hides mm-hmm. the fact that this kid gets killed. Accuse they accuse someone know, else that they just somebody random, bro. Oh, that that pissed me off so bad. Um, yeah, man. Like it was just it was just crazy, bro. Like why would you do that to this individual, man? Mm-hmm. It just didn't make any sense to me. Nah, and they, so they don't have no problem ruining somebody's life like that. That's they don't. Up. They don't ever have that problem. No. So um, eventually, everyone figures out that this this individual didn't. Mm-hmm. actually do it blah 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 blah. we end up with a scenario where everything goes to shit and eventually curry goes to jail <laughs> my curry's in jail white boy rick is smashing his chick 
Hell yeah. White boy Rick is smashing the niece of the mayor. Wow. Bruh. I mean, yeah. like, and and that's what ended up happening. So eventually they was they were serving some people. Denise LaMare was getting information about everything at the mm -hmm. time. Um, she can get you any information. So they ended up seizing, going to her house, warrants and everything, boom, going in the joint, and White Boy Rick is in bed with her. <laughs> when Fuck, they go. Nigga. Why are you spending the night, nigga? Oh, my gosh. Shit. What is what is going nigga on? Nigga brought him a spend the night bag over there. And Curry was like, look, man, I, ain't, I, wasn't, I wasn't even worried about it, man. Like. She mm -hmm. was she was getting high at the time. <laughs> you look, and that's what she was. She was chasing the coke. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and, and and but it wasn't like White Boy Rick had really had coke like that. Let's talk about that. So White Boy Rick eventually gets caught up in a case. Now this these 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 news outlets G calling this motherfucker a kingpin. I know, right? And he, he asked everybody. People be like a kingpin. That motherfucker ain't no kingpin. He was nowhere shit. near Kingpin. Hey, Curry, Curry been mad about that. So, shit, Kingpin, shit. He ain't nothing like me. He can never I mean? touch me is what he said. <laughs> he can never touch me. And that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. look, I don't see. I mean, I think maybe Max, he had, he had maybe like eight. He maybe Max did eight keys. Mm-hmm. This yeah. dude's doing hundreds, thirties, sixties, uh, a kilos of cocaine. Like yeah. white boy Rick ain't shit. But the Nothing. narrative, you got this seventeen-year-old white kid well, yep. doing deals with these black crime families was just big news for them. Mm -hmm. And the average kid out there who was in the drug game, starting at twelve, it wasn't like it was uncommon for a motherfucker <laughs> to be. 17 yeah. and selling a lot of coke yeah the some of the biggest drug dealers in new york were like 16 17 like it's it, in the 80s when crack came up so like mm -hmm. that shit was nothing and yeah. but he wasn't a kingpin and they made him a kingpin and that hurt him in in court g oh yeah that, that hurt him bad yeah oh then what also hurt him was when he got them fired his lawyer Oh yeah, yeah. Hide, uh, the two black two. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was basically Coleman Young lackeys and, <laughs> and Gil Hill lackeys. Like he, he fucked up. You could tell he was young and dumb then, boy. Young and dumb. Got convicted, mm -hmm. and he got convicted to life. Um, seventeen years old. Mm. No, no, no parole. No parole. No, no, like thought about his age. There was no like. Hey, this is a young man. He did something mm -hmm. dumb. The fix was in. Man. Let's give him a chance. But some some of us in our community may say, mm -hmm. um, "How does it feel? Mm. How does it feel to get life for a nonviolent crime? How does it?" to have corrupt cops go against mm. you i mean we've been dealing with this for years mm. true years. years we told still going through it now <laughs> exactly we told you so and so some people may look at white boy rick like nigga so yeah. <laughs> so but you know you gotta look if you look at it for what it is look if you know this is 
you know, doing these things mm-hmm. help justify doing them to us even more. So you want you want this individual to get justice because it's supposed to mean justice for all. It probably yeah. won't mean it, but it won't mean shit at all. Yeah. So I mean, he white and yeah, if he you, got a lot of white people fighting for him. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, although this the the shoe was on the other foot here, mm-hmm. Gil Hill was keeping him in prison. Yeah. But they corrupt ass niggas. But that's but on, what I'm saying is is like it's interesting when the roles are flipped mm-hmm. and you begin to really understand how this whole thing works. When yeah. you weren't when you weren't this color, you really not not everybody was understanding what the fuck was going on. True. White right. boy Rick re- really got it got it put on him because it was a black man in control of a lot of the ju- of politics. And the justice system that was going on in Gill Hill had a huge amount of influence. Mm-hmm. So every time White Boy Rick was going up for parole, denied, 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 denied. And it was dudes, Curry, who got out of jail oh, before Lord. before White Boy Rick. He, Curry was like, he should have did like seven years, maybe. Shit, I know. He's like, I did a lot worse stuff than him. Well, Curry did what, 12 years? He did like 12 years, yeah. something like that. So and there's old, um, what was old dude's name? Um, oh, you talking about Nate? Yeah, Nate. Oh, he's a murder, shit. 31 kills to so his name. 30 plus kills? Got out of jail before white boy Rick. <laughs> he did 17 years. He did 17 30, years. About 30 murders. That nigga was crazy. He, he, there was some hits out on mm-hmm. white boy Rick. Hit he white boy Rick got shot at one point. Yeah. Um, and then at one point Nate was trying to kill him. And <laughs> damn gun jam. Oh, gun jam. But like, like Nate had he was crazy because he had he got wow. blasted with a shotgun. I was like, God damn, nigga. He he was he looked like a he looked like some fucking yeah. If y'all y'all if y'all saw this man, you would be like, what the fuck happened to him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That nigga got shot by me in time. He got shot a ton of times, G. That's crazy. And so in the end, White Boy Rick stayed in jail. And at least and 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 eventually there were there were some people that tried to get him out, was saying, hey, he was young. There should be no crime mm-hmm. or the conviction that doesn't take into account a person's age. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, white boy Rick. That didn't work out for you. And he stayed in jail because there was an individual who was loyal to Gil Hill mm. keeping him in jail. I know, right? That's crazy. Yo, it's, it's just... You, you can, from there, you see how, how it runs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shit. You pat my back, I pat yours. Joe back. Look, that's how it go. Politics, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Hey, it's the I'm same politics. thing. The same exact thing. So, Gil Hill eventually dies. Mm-hmm. The young lady who was holding <laughs> back. Oh, that nigga can't do nothing for me and, no more. Uh, can't do nothing for me no more. So, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not gonna keep mm-hmm. like, uh, white boy Rick from oh, yeah. uh, getting. And what caused her to do, come out and say that? Because they released uh, that tape that... That they recorded Nate from the documentary. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They did. So she had to come out. You know what? Blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I think also like it. Yeah, and then in, in, in the end, like mm-hmm. I think people were questioning like should White Boy Rick still be in jail? She was like, I think when she she just eventually was like, eh, mm-hmm. he can do whatever. Okay. That's whatever. But he still has to go for the parole board. He gets parole. G. Mm. His family is um, happy. He hasn't seen his kids before. Outside of he's seen them before, but outside yeah. of jail, he hasn't seen them outside of jail. I don't know. 
He has a black girl. Like all his kids have black, mm-hmm. half white. Mm-hmm. Um, his family is ecstatic. But what's funny about this, G? That bitch gotta go back. To go prison. back to <laughs> prison <laughs> in Florida for like a car yeah. theft or some shit like yeah, that. Some, some what? Car ring or some shit. Some shit like that. And so, the people in Detroit called the people in Florida to tell me, give them the max. <laughs> that nigga Gil, that nigga Gil so fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. So he has to serve out that sentence as well. So mm-hmm. you get parole in Detroit, but then got to serve out your sentence in Florida. <laughs> white boy Rick. Long neck white boy Rick, man. Yeah. This kid we see right here, G, we talked about it earlier. We wouldn't have trusted him. Yeah, he... Yeah, he definitely his head is definitely and head and neck is definitely built like Larry Bird, bro. <laughs> he did, he is built like Larry Bird. He is built like the perfectly built white yeah. boy. He looks he looks like the best Ivy League individual we've ever seen. <laughs> but he was a coke dealer. Yeah. Gee, what did you think of this documentary? How would you rate it? Ah uh, man, I I thought it was pretty good. You know what I mean? So I give it probably about what scared of what the five. I'll give it about three. Yeah, I'll give it I'll give it a four, especially if you haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. It's a really really good documentary. Mm-hmm. Um to kind of learn about what go went on in Detroit at the time of the crack era. Some people don't know. Some people don't know how early crack was in Detroit yeah. um at the time and, and how it's affected Detroit to this day and how it affected Atlanta because the cats BMF yeah came from detroit um and people don't know that either bmf crew came from start started from detroit out of the detroit crew boom landing in atlanta mm-hmm. that created a crack a, a severe crack situation in atlanta it then eventually made us the murder capital of the world mm-hmm. for a year yeah. um so yeah man i enjoyed it i I may not, I will almost give it a certified dope, but not a quite, quite a certified dope. Yeah. I'll give it some like nice, loud, <laughs> like dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, kind of like high. That. I feel. I ain't giving it no hair on like mm-hmm. crack hit high, but it'll get a nice, nice loud. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. So um, I'm good yeah. with that, man. G, look, boy. Hey, y'all, follow us everywhere at We Love Trap. Baby, like subscribe to the channel. If you're really a fan of crime dramas, things like Snowfall, Power, Breaking Bad, this documentary about white boy Rick, this is the place you should be. So subscribe, comment Mm -hmm. if you're from Detroit or you know about kind of the crack era stuff, comment about some things you would like to hear, additional information you may have, put it in the comments. And G, what should they do next week, boy? Uh, Next week, y'all got to come back and fuck with us. Ooh, let's do it, boy. Peace. Peace. They calling me.